0: your brain might turn to putty but there's still a chance to learn we'll be your study buddies we're gonna talk about some stuff and make research cool
1: welcome back to another episode of study buddies the podcast that brings you the latest in science and psychology
0: and sometimes more my name is Paula Sanchez-Abreu. And my name is Taylor Collins.
1: What's up, Taylor? I am in my little cousin's bedroom, and there's so much pink around me,
0: and I kind of love it. That is the sweetest, sweetest thing. Yeah. Um, I wish you guys could all see Paula like, sitting on the floor, surrounded by adorable <laughs> pink things. It just looks like she's in her element. It's great.
1: I can't complain. I really can't.
0: I want to put a bow on your head, truly. <laughs> um.
1: So I, I heard a rumor that you have a study for us. Um. Just like I heard it through the grapevine.
0: Oh, you know, I, I may actually have that. And Pella, I'm wondering, so oh God. have you ever been interested in a person like at a party or a <laughs> bar, mm-hmm. but they're clearly the hottie there? So- you're kind of trying to get them to notice you?
1: Um okay, yes, read my whole life. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, I feel like we all peacock like a little. Peacock? Yeah. Like um uh okay, actually I don't really know how to describe that, but hold on. Let me see. Urban Dictionary's <laughs> third definition says Peacocking is the action or actions exhibited in the beginning stages of courting. These actions are typically only temporary and exist through the chase of a mate. So much like a male peacock displaying his fruitful colors of his feathers to capture the attention of a mate. So that's what it is. Like, you know, you're showing your best sides. And I will not tell you what the first definition on Urban Dictionary was, but listeners, if your curiosity peaks, I will leave that one just
0: up to you. Suspect. But yes, so peacocking is when you're trying to almost get a competitive edge on the competition by showing off a little. Oh, yeah,
1: absolutely. Well, I've tried. I'm not sure how effective it always is, but (laughs) it always feels really fun.
0: (laughs) What if I could tell you what tactics we usually engage in and what actually seems to work when we're trying to beat out the competition?
1: Um, okay, I sense a study coming on.
0: You betcha. Today's study is a 2021 study in the Journal of Personality and Individual Differences, one of my favorites, (laughs) called I Saw Him First, Competitive Nonverbal Flirting Among Women, The Tactics Used, and Their Perceived Effectiveness.
1: Oh my god, a flirting study. How spicy. That's so exciting. It also sounds... Super relevant in the dating game. Mm -hmm. So tell us, Taylor, what led to the study?
0: Well, basically the researchers say that intimate relationships are really important and we want them.
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, we do.
0: Okay. And so we want to attract potential mates for these relationships (laughs) and that's where flirting comes in. Ah,
1: flirting. The mysterious thing I never know I'm doing but everyone says I'm very good at.
0: Ooh. Well, it's interesting because there's actually a decent amount of research on flirting in general. For instance, qualities that make flirting more effective are intelligence, a mm-hmm. gentle approach, mm-hmm. and good nonverbals. And past research has shown the most effective ways for women to flirt include moving closer to the target, kissing on the cheek, showing interest during a conversation, and touch.
1: Oh, okay. If that's what flirting is, then yes, I'm, I'm doing it all the time.
0: However, it's interesting because there has actually been no prior research on female flirting tactics in the context of competition with another female. Huh. Until Until now. now. Wow.
1: Wow. Uh, Jinx, maybe? Um, (laughs) (laughs) I also imagine a lot of flirting to attract a new mate would be in the context of group settings where you'd have to competitively hair flip Becky out of the way of you and your hottie.
0: Yeah, Becky can back down. (laughs) The authors say that flirting is actually an adaptive, primal way to tell Becky to back down. And flirting can also serve other functions outside of attracting a mate, including inducing romance or jealousy Mm. in one's partner to increase self-esteem, To gain material goods. (laughs) Those drinks. Oh, yeah. To assess (laughs) personal mate value or as a warm-up to sexual activity.
1: Wow. Again, I say. Okay. (laughs) All of that makes sense. But so why specifically look at how women competitively flirt?
0: Well, we know some actions that women do when alone and flirting with a man. Mm -hmm. But those actions might be different when in competition. Oh, Evolutionary psychologists say that because of the biological burden of childbearing, weighing kind of more on women, men can be a bit more blasé in mate selection <laughs> than women. Um, uh, yeah, basically, men can choose mates more for looks, fertility, and accessibility because they can, like, technically, more easily bounce post-child at least from like a biological evolutionary standpoint.
1: Yeah, but shout out to all of our modern fathers for breaking that mold. We encourage Mm -hmm. and appreciate the non-bouncing.
0: Truly. But since historically women would be more likely to stick around to raise their kiddos from an evolutionary perspective, they're more likely to consider that long-term commitment and look not only for attractiveness in a mate, but also for things like resources, protection, and other qualities that might make them a good parent. Great. And these qualities are less subjective than looks alone, which makes men that have those qualities valuable. Yeah, absolutely. So women are just
1: kind of like more picky, which sounds totally correct. So when we find a good one, we're going to flirt to the death.
0: Yes, something to that effect. And <laughs> there is a difference in the way women and men flirt nonverbally. Take this quote from the article, for instance, which I love. Quote. Flirting by women is often more subtle than flirting by men because (laughs) women have to deal with the problem of signaling to men that they are interested but remain capable of ending the interaction if the men prove to be unacceptable or unappealing after the initial interaction. (laughs) (laughs) Yes.
1: We definitely do have a subtle way of like dipping out when men give us creep vibes. It's incredible that that skill like – has been built in biologically at this point. <laughs> it's a crazy.
0: Yes, truly an example of our Darwinian survival trajectory at its best. You know, I might be interested, but we'll see. Well, when women tend to be more subtle while dropping interested cues, sometimes multiple women are doing this at the same time to the same man, which leads to competition mm. and like maybe even a little passive aggression.
1: Wow. I'd really like to be that guy. Multiple women fighting for my love. That sounds like a literal yeah, dream. Yeah, I'd it's actually got like to on. meet that guy. One day, Taylor. One day you'll meet them. <laughs> well, maybe this study will help give you a competitive edge. Is there anything else we need to know about the evolution of flirting before we jump into the research and find you that man?
0: Ah, uh, yes. One last definition <laughs> that's important to know is a nonverbal public display called tie signs.
1: Okay, so this is the part in the
0: dating world where astrology meets men's fashion? Well, not exactly. Okay. Tie signs are basically public gestures, signs or objects that show we're kind of tied to another person. So things like wedding rings, holding hands, Ah. hugging, kissing someone's cheek, basically cues that there's like an established relationship.
1: Okay. So this would help others around you get the idea that you're together. Like Mm -hmm. when Dave taps my butt at the gym when I'm passing by and I'm not offended by that and I smile at him, other people that are seeing that interaction automatically connect us. Yes. That makes sense. So how did the researchers conduct this study that looked at how women compete by flirting nonverbally and men and women's perceived effectiveness of this flirting? Mm -hmm.
0: Well, it was actually two studies. The first study used ACT nomination to create a list of actions women intentionally perform when flirting while competing with another woman. Then they used this categorized list in study two.
1: Um... Act nomination? Like the Emmys, the Grammys, the Oscars, the Tonys? Are we talking EGOT status here? Because I want in on this study.
0: Um, no. Not like award season, Paola. Okay.
1: Well, look, Taylor, I'm an actor and I've never heard of this thing you are talking about. So tell me, (laughs) what is act nomination?
0: Fair. Act nomination is a way for researchers to categorize actions without the bias from ideas and prior research that they already know about. So Mm. basically they ask participants to self-describe or nominate acts that occur in certain situations. So for study two, they asked 91 heterosexual women ages 18 to 58 from a private university in the northeastern U.S. to Mm. complete an online questionnaire. And participants were recruited for course credit and from a bulletin board. So Pella, I'm going to ask you the exact questionnaire prompt that all (gasps) participants were asked. Oh oh my gosh. I'm so excited. (laughs) All right. Are you ready? I'm absolutely ready. So think back to situations in which you… Or a heterosexual woman you know competed with another woman for access to a potential mate, a man, and list the nonverbal actions that you or they did below. For example, imagine you are a heterosexual woman who has identified a man as a potential mate. You arrive at a party where you hope he will be and see him from across the room. As you approach, you notice that he is casually speaking with another woman. Without using verbal communication, how would you get his attention to shift from her to you? Also, without using verbal communication, how would you let her know that you intend to pursue him and would like her to remove herself (laughs) from the conversation? (laughs) Be sure to write down nonverbal acts or behaviors. A nonverbal act is something that a person does or did, not something that they are or something that they said. Do not write down things like, she is sorry, or she feels guilty. These are not behaviors. You should describe nonverbal acts or behaviors that someone could read and answer the questions like, did you ever do this, and how often have you observed someone do this. Please be as specific as possible, but do not mention specific places or specific people.
1: Oh, oh my God. Okay. First of all, the imagination. Uh, they're taking us on a journey in this questionnaire. I freaking love it. It was a great I went
0: meditation back. of flirting. Yeah,
1: truly. <laughs> I went i went back in time and I really reflected on all of the moments that I have weaseled my way in between weaseled. two people because I wanted the attention from one of them.
0: Oh, my gosh. That's <sighs> fantastic. Okay.
1: But, okay, so tell me, like, what what did the other women report?
0: Well, the women nominated 187 acts total. That
1: seems right. We're very creative.
0: Yes, we are. Then, researchers combined duplicate or similar acts into 11 categories that all seemed to aim to capture the man's attention, deter the female competitor, do both of those at the same time, or use one of those... Kind of tie signs to signal a relationship. Mm, mm-hmm. Specifically, the 11 categories for competitive flirtation were drumble, <laughs> eye contact, dancing in his line of sight, yeah. smiling at him, mm. touching him, giggling at his jokes, butting in between the other woman and him. That's correct. Showing distaste for her, like glaring, eye rolls, <gasps> frowning. Oh my gosh. Brushing against him, hugging him. Flirting with other men and waving mm, to him. Wow, uh, there's a lot in there.
1: Um, I, I've I've done all of them, um, <laughs> but the one that I literally am always trying to in- do is intentionally dance with an eyesight. Like I'll just be over oh, here that. looking cute, teaching you how to doggy from afar, and then he'll see how much of like a sexy lady I am, and will run on over.
0: Oh yeah, it's basically the scientific bend and snap. <laughs> so then researchers took these 11 categories and used them in study two to see which of them were perceived to be the most effective by men and women.
1: Okay, so how do they conduct study two?
0: Well, study two had 139 participants, 89 female and 50 male, ages 18 to
1: 93 whoa I know, right?
0: recruited from university courses for credit, from a bulletin board, and from online lift serves that the authors were members of. The final sample only used participants who identified as heterosexual. Um, mm. All participants completed an online questionnaire with demographic questions, a social desirability measure called the MC10, and the 11 flirting actions described in study 1. And then they were given another questionnaire prompt, like, mm-hmm. before. So, Paula, okay. are you ready for yes. another one? Oh, my God. Take me on a journey. All right. Below are listed nonverbal things women do to compete with other women for access to potential mates, to let a woman competitor <laughs> know that they are interested in a particular man, i.e., to get the man to notice or interact with them and select them over the other women and to get the other women to back off from the particular man. We are interested in how (laughs) effective you think each act would be at achieving this goal if another woman did the action to you. If you are a woman and in general, if you are a man, please read each action carefully and rate it in terms of how successful it would be in getting a woman to back off and in getting a man to select this woman doing the behavior as his potential mate. Use the seven-point scale below each action to indicate the effectiveness of the action. A seven means highly effective, a four means it's moderately effective, and a one means it is ineffective. Please answer truthfully and do not discuss your responses with others answering the questionnaire.
1: Oh my gosh. It's such a good thing that they included that last line of not discussing your responses because honestly, this is super juicy and I would want to talk to everyone around me about it.
0: Oh yeah. It makes me think of like in middle school when you sort of like yes. crowdsource for your answers yes. Yes, on something. Yes, yeah. Yes.
1: Absolutely. It's like a BuzzFeed quiz. Oh man. Or like a GQ magazine quiz. No. What was the what was the magazine? The teen magazine. A teen magazine quiz. Like a teen magazine quiz. I can't There's like any. I feel like
0: 17 is that?
1: Seventeen magazine, yes. There were yes. some
0: interesting articles about sexual yes. interactions with yep. Yep. It was mm-hmm. I'd love to read those now as an adult. (laughs) I think they would be so much more interesting.
1: I feel like they would be dated, and I definitely don't want to read them. But what I do want to know (laughs) is what the result of this particular study was. So what did they find?
0: Well, because of some missing data, about 20 participants were excluded from the original 139, but they took the rest of the data and did some fancy statistics. Fancy statistics. And they found that the actions that were perceived as the most effective were starting with the most effective one first, touching him as number one. Of course. Initiating eye contact as number two, hugging him, mm. number three, giggling at his jokes, number four. Of course. And butting in, number five.
1: Yeah. it sounds Honestly, it sounds like an extroverted woman like you and me might have the leg up mm. with a lot of those actions.
0: They might. The authors ultimately noted that for women, flirting to attract a mate is different from flirting to deter a competitor. Mm. Because flirting to attract a mate like on its own involves conveying sexual accessibility. Wow. Um, While flirting to deter a competitor involves conveying like a tie sign with the target male.
1: Wow. So we do different things when we're fighting off other ladies as opposed to when we are one-on-one or not concerned with other competition. Mm
0: -hmm. That's
1: super fascinating. But you know what we got to ask about next? Limitations.
0: Oh, I do. Talking about my limitations. It's always important. Mm -hmm. One limitation was sampling. It sounds like the authors actually used convenience sampling to assess participants that were, well, convenient, Uh, which (laughs) doesn't usually lead to a sample that's representative of the overall population. So results are not generalizable for everyone. For example, maybe people who are not university-affiliated might flirt differently.
1: Yeah, I imagine maybe more twerking.
0: Mm, That is a theory. Could could also be less.
1: Yeah, twerking frequency and efficacy
0: yet to be determined. Mm. I kind of also wish that they separated the perceived effectiveness into categories by gender. Um, yeah, they should Yeah, I think it would have been interesting to compare what men feel are effective, competitive, nonverbal flirting techniques for women versus what women think are effective, competitive, yeah. nonverbal flirting techniques for women.
1: Yeah, that feels very important. And also on the subject of gender… You know, I hate relationship studies and how they're often binary and they focus on heterosexual male-female relationships, which, sorry, not sorry, are a little bit boring, sort of. And so it would be really great if the study didn't exclude (laughs) LGBTQ members or if, like, a future study sought to explore what competitively... Competitive flirting looked like within the queer population. Like, let's get some queers in here.
0: I, I agree. I think that would be so interesting. Um, <laughs> I'd love to see the different styles and techniques that come out in in a in a much more vibrant and diverse population.
1: Absolutely, one hundred percent. But otherwise, um, what if her reeking cool study? So much fun. We did so many flirting um, meditations. It was just. <laughs> like fantastic! I feel so good. I'm, I want to go out tonight.
0: You're in a relationship, but it does say that you can flirt just for self confidence. So you know, you do you, pal. Yeah, you got skills I, now. Listen,
1: I I didn't lie when I said that. Um, I apparently am always flirting. So it's only it's 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 only a matter of time. I love that about you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, thank you for bringing in the study, Taylor. I'm super excited to get into the passing notes of it all because um, we have a lot to talk about.
0: So please join us next week for our passing notes episode. We are so excited to get into the nitty-gritty of the dirty flirty. So we look forward to talking with you then.
1: We'll talk to you next Tuesday. Bye. bye.
0: Adios, amigos.
1: You can follow Study Buddies on Instagram at Podcast or send us an email at studybuddiespodcast at gmail.com. Study Buddies is created and produced by Paula Sanchez-Abreu and Taylor Collins. Our podcast is edited by Renee Collette. Our music was composed by singer-songwriter Caught in Between. Our graphics were designed by Monica Ray Summers-Gonzalez. Our social media is run by Kieran Dio. Media photography by Sherri Lynn Photography.